welcome to Spawned, a common sense, generally fun and hopefully helpful discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner. We're the founders of CoolMomPix.com. And today we are going to give you parents a guide to Minecraft. Everything you've ever wanted to know with one of our favorite people, Delilah Dawson, who happens to be a former Cool Mom Picks editor, now New York Times bestselling author. And yes, she wrote about Minecraft in her new book, Minecraft Mob Squad, which is out now. So she is the best person to talk to us about this. We are so excited. And of course, we'll close out our show with our cool picks of the week. And we'll be back with all that right after this. This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Google Kidspace. Google Kidspace is a kids mode with content to help your child discover, create, and grow available on select Android tablets. It's designed to spark your kids' curiosity and creativity, inspiring them to explore their interests through a library of quality content with apps, games, books, and videos. The five tabs on Google Kidspace, Home, Play, Read, watch, and make are full of teacher-approved apps, hand-picked books from top publishers, and videos that encourage learning and hands-on play. And parents will be glad to have the suite of parental controls through the Family Link app from Google. You can visit their site. It's families.google.com slash kidspace. That's families.google.com slash kidspace. That's K-I-D-S-S-P-A-C-E. For more information, tablets with a Google Kidspace Kids Mode start at just $59. So let's tell you a little bit about our amazing guest. She's even more amazing than you have any idea yet, but you will know by the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Delilah S. Dawson is the New York Times bestselling writer, I love saying that, of Star Wars Phasma, along with Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire, plus a whole bunch of wonderful YA books, short stories, comics, graphic novels. She's the winner of several writing awards, and her work has earned multiple stars from Kirkus, Publishers Weekly, Booklist, and Library Journal, and Cool Mom Picks, I will say. She's a mom, too, (laughs) living in North Atlanta with her family, and she's a major geek in all the right ways if you haven't guessed already, which is why she's the perfect person to write her newest book, Minecraft Mob Squad. And we're going to talk about that today for all the parents who have so many questions about the game our kids are obsessed with. Welcome, Delilah. Thank you. It's so good to be here talking with you guys, even though like 95% of our relationship has been typed, I guess, over the years. (laughs) (laughs) We were like ready for the pandemic before the pandemic. We were like all remote and slacking and texting. And it's so amazing to see all the success you've had for the last few years. It's incredible seeing like your Twitter blow up and you have fans lining up at Comic-Con and Disney Park openings to get you to sign books. Well, I mean, it is in no small part to the editing that I learned under your tutelage because you really taught me to uh, get in there and get it done and edit myself, which is a huge, valuable gift. So I'm very thankful for that. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Just tell us briefly, like, what is it like suddenly feeling like you have fans? You have a fan base. I, I hope so. I mean, pretty much any time they say about a writer that it's a sudden fan base or an overnight success, they've been probably 10 to 15 years working on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a, a slow build, definitely. And Star Wars, of course, gives a major boost with that because it already comes with built-in fans. But like my first series was romance and I had romance fans. And as I move into different areas, I have um, wonderful, lovely people who come with me and then new fans who find me and hopefully find my backlist. But yeah, no, like the first time I walked into a Comic-Con 
Star Wars panel and saw like a thousand people, my heart just about fell out my butt. It was extremely, uh, it was a big deal. Cause like, I'm kind of an introvert and I'm a geek and I was like a bullied kid. And like, you just suddenly show me like, oh my God, these people actually want to talk to me. I think that's it's amazing. very healing. It's very exciting. And I cannot say I'm surprised because I mean, really, if you search the word Delilah on Cool Mom Picks, you will see like pretty much every funny post that was ever written is from her. <laughs> You're amazing. So let's talk about the book. Yeah. So you just had a middle grade come out and I guess you're cultivating that new audience, right? Because you said you had romance, then you have the Star Wars geeks and comics and all those people. So now we've got the middle grade audience and we've got the Minecraft audience. So let's talk a little bit just about the game. Obviously, you have to know it because you wrote a book (laughs) that like revolves around it. But let's just talk bare basics, right? Like what's involved in gameplay for people who are like, I've heard of this game or my children are obsessed with it, but I don't really know exactly what it's about. Can you give your sort of slightly longer elevator pitch? Sure. Um, so Minecraft is neat in that it's not just one thing. Like, you know, if you're playing, I'm showing you my age here. If you're playing Super Mario Brothers, you know, you're <laughs> a little Italian plumber who's going from the left to the right and you can occasionally go down a tube and that's kind of all you can do. There's not much else there. Minecraft is a completely open world. The sky's the limit on what you want to do. If you have a kid, if you are a person who likes building things in creative mode, you can build cat- castles. You can recreate your house. You can build Disney World if you want to. There is no time limit. There is no stuff limit in creative mode. You can build whatever you want to. You can also, if you have a kid who likes animals, they can find animals and collect them and breed them and build a chicken tower waterfall if you want to. If they have friends, they can have a server with just their friends so that only they and the people that they invite can play in this world together. So you don't have any of those skeevy, maybe it's a 35-year-old creeper dude showing up and being like, hey kids, it's a closed world. (laughs) And and a creeper guy is not really Related to the creepers in the game. Yes, no. Um, well, I, I wish the creepy guys would blow up, uh, but <laughs> they don't tend to do that. Yeah. So, you know, that's the creative mode, which is what my kids like the most. They like the chance to explore and build and play. If you have kids who are more competitive, you can live on survival mode where you kind of show up randomly in this world. You could show up in any kind of biome. You have nothing on you. And you have to start crafting right away and learn the rules of how like at night you have to dig a hole or build a little house to live in or all of the creepers, the zombies, skeletons, all of these bad things will show up and it's more of a survival game, which again, you don't have to play with anybody else. You can play with only yourself, challenging yourself in the survival mode. You can play along with your friends or there's also bigger worlds where you can play different games with vast amounts of people and strangers and and learn new things. So that's my favorite thing about it is kind of whatever your kid is into, there's a good chance that they will find something in there, whether it's creative or competitive, that really sparks their imagination. So is that why you think it's so appealing? I mean, first of all, the, just the variety of kinds of play that appeals to all different kinds of kids. And also, I just want you to speak to the idea that this is not just for young kids. Like both oh, yeah. of us have teenagers who <laughs> really found the game again, especially during quarantine. And it's mm-hmm. it's just like popular all over again. Yeah. So for little kids, it's one thing. I mean, my kids have grown up with it since they were six or seven, I think. But uh, like my teenager and her friends will build a world. It's like they're hanging out with their friends talking either on Discord or on voice chat while they build this world and they'll build in little jokes and they'll leave little signs for each other. And then you also get into the Minecraft YouTube community, which is huge. My daughter was particularly into the Dream SMP. 
So I got very attached to this group of kids who are kind of friends who built this world together and they play act entire sagas in there. It's like, it's a new medium. It startles me how creative it is. Uh, I have a 14 year old who would very much like to be on that server. Ooh, oh, yes. So cool. Yeah. yeah. My daughter is ever like, you know, if Tommy and it ever at you, I will literally die. And I'm like, please don't <laughs> die, but we all will. So yeah, there's just so many interesting ways to go at this world and to be part of Minecraft, whether you want to do it privately alone with your friends or you want to make new friends or kind of get out into the bigger world with streaming or, or Twitch, all that sort of thing. Well, I love that you're talking about the positive because I think a lot of parents are aware of what some of the safety issues might be with a game in terms of like being on servers with lots of different people, right? Like there's the gameplay you can play alone and then you can play with folks who are on the same Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. But you're really talking about the positives. And I'd like to talk more about that because, you know, as parents, sometimes we're like, oh, I heard you say free play. They can go on forever. And my brain, of course, was like, oh God, they can play forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> but there are so many positive things that parents may not realize about Minecraft. You know, the creativity you mentioned. Are there other things about it that you feel like have been really positive that it's worth talking about? Because so many kids love it. It's like, let's talk about why. Why they love it so much and what's so positive about it. Well, I'd say in addition to everything, you know, that I've already said, there are ways that you as a parent and that your kids can be creative with it, such as like we're in this pandemic. You know, when I was a kid, you'd say, you know, can Jenny come over? And you wouldn't even talk to Jenny's mom. Like Jenny would just show up. <laughs> your friends could come and go. Right now, we're a lot further away. If you move away from your friends now, you keep in touch with them. Or maybe like your kid has a kid at school they kind of want to be friends with, but you know, maybe they're not ready to hang out. They can just play in a world together and kind of get to know each other that way. Even outside of the game, if you have a reticent reader, there are Minecraft books, Minecraft graphic novels. There's even like this indie series, Diary of Minecraft Zombie, that is huge that, you know, kids who normally would be against reading, like my son, would get into this because it's their interest and they can read stories in it. On Netflix, there is like a live Minecraft choose your own adventure story. Again, there are the podcasts where maybe, you know, I stink at playing it. I'm really bad at playing it. I love watching people play it. So I watch a ton of people play it online and they'll show you how to do things. They'll tell you stories. Then there's cosplayers. If your kid is on TikTok or Instagram, there are kids who cosplay their favorite Minecraft YouTubers or Minecraft characters. There is art. There are kids who make miniatures. You can buy Minecraft figures that are like Legos. There are Minecraft Legos. It's almost like anything your kid is into. If they like Minecraft, you can find something that they will enjoy that will kind of broaden their creativity or strengthen their friendships. There's just so much out there. It's, I don't know, it really warms my heart. I love that you brought up the point about friendships and community and connecting because I think that's what a lot of our kids have found is that, you know, time they were feeling very isolated from other kids their age, they couldn't like make friends in school. So they really, I saw it with my kids, my teens. Me too. Like, they Me were too. connecting over like who played Animal Crossing or who was playing Minecraft yep. or who was playing Roblox among us. It was like a way to connect and do something together, but not just like you would play a game and then put it away, but they kind of formed a community around this. Yeah, this is a living world yeah. that's constantly mm -hmm. changing. And also if you want things to stay the same and you create your own world, like my kid can look up a world she made when she was like eight. So it's got both the safety, you know, for the kids who need that safe little oasis of a thing that they can be in charge of that only they can change in this huge changing freaky pandemic world, or you can have these worlds where you go out and explore. And I'm actually glad you brought up safety, which is a great segue. I want to know yeah. your thoughts about Minecraft and kids and safety, because, you know, in our OutTech Your Kids group on Facebook, there are a lot of questions when people have, you know, like six, seven, eight, nine-year-old kids, maybe they're new to this and they're like, can I let my kids do this? Is it okay? You know, that's kind of like the first question they ask is, is it okay for my kids? What are your thoughts about that? Um, I am a very uh, panicky, anxious kind of person. So when 
my kids just started out, it was like, you can play on our own home all the time by yourself or with your brother, but they were not allowed to connect to servers and play with other people. I do not trust strangers as far as I could throw them. And so that was definitely something that, you know, until my kids got over 12, they were only playing in their own home modes or uh, in little shared servers with friends that they knew. And not just like, I knew so-and-so, but like, I've been talking to this person, looking at their cosplay on TikTok for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, you know, where you're like, I know that this is this kid has to be this kid because it would be a really long con for this person to be pretending to be this 13 year old kid for this long. So mm, yeah, we yes. were uh, very cautious. With That's this. a big thing. I mean, look, all of us are evidence that online friends are IRL friends, and it's not always somebody who's like nefariously trying to lure your child into a dangerous situation. There really are like kids who connect over TikTok. But we did also talk to our kids about, you know, this is like the predator's playbook online. This is what they will pretend to do. You know, don't let people slide into your DMs. You know, these are some bad words. And, you know, I remember several years ago when my kids were younger, they would come and say, oh, somebody sent this to me. And we'd be like, yep, let's block that. Mm -hmm. But as as I recall, one of the biggest watchouts isn't really that stuff. It's really like very basic things like strangers on a shared server knocking down all your work, like setting a fire to your chicken coop. Oh, yeah. Kids are devastated. They're like, somebody destroyed all my stuff that I built for a year. So that's, I mean, that's definitely the reason where it's like, if you have a kid who wants to focus on their building or that, that, you know, you want to say like, trust is giving people the power to harm you. So think about who you're going to trust in this world. You know, if this was a real Lego world that you'd made in your room, who would you leave in your locked room? <laughs> well, it's great that you're relating it to real life, right? Because we had Diana Graber on who was talking about community, right? Raising good digital humans. And that was the one thing is that kids know how to act in real life communities and are still learning how to act in online communities. So relating it back to real life situations where this is like Legos in your room and being online. I think I, I remember we had another digital expert on who was just talking about how just because someone compliments your work or someone says nice things to you doesn't make them your friend, right? And so that's a big one, I think in Minecraft where you could see a lot of, it's like, Ooh, wow. You're like, you're so cool. You're doing so many awesome things and teaching kids like compliments are nice, but that doesn't necessarily make this person a friend who we can tell all of our private business to is kind of what I imagine kids would encounter in sort of a larger server setting. And I think you're wise Delilah about rolling that out slowly and making sure kids are ready. Right. And Minecraft is a great way to do that. Kids can play by themselves and then they can play with just their immediate friends and then they can yeah. play with a larger group of friends. So it's a really great way to ease kids into that experience. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just been what we've done in our house too. And by the way, I just like to say, this is not a podcast sponsored by Minecraft. <laughs> We're just really big fans because we've seen how much good it's done for our kids and how creative it's let them be. And, you know, I'm glad also, Delilah, you brought up the idea of how a book about an interest like gaming can bring kids into reading. And we actually just did an article. Now we're going to have to add your book into it about how if you've got gaming kids, there's all kinds of novels and YA books out there that can get kids who are reluctant readers more excited about reading because it's about the topic they're interested in. Yep. Can you talk more about like meeting kids where they are? You know, the idea that that parents might be like, oh, can't we just get a break from the gaming? Why do we need a book about the game? Yeah. So I was one of those kids who preferred books to other kids for most of my youth. And I've always been into books. And before phones, I carried a book with me everywhere. And my first child was like that. And then my second child, 
child basically decided to be a rebel. And the only way to rebel in our family is to like hate books. <laughs> and it was like being stabbed in the heart where he just did not want to read. He was capable. He didn't want to. And I will admit, I used to be one of those people that was like, oh, you know, books are books and, you know, comics aren't books. Now I'm like, no, like anything with words that your kid is reading, like they're reading the back of the cereal box. Like that's reading if they are reading comics, that's reading if they're reading graphic novels, if they're reading Dog Man and you know, all that stuff. Like I'm here for whatever will get the words into the kid uh, and get them to love reading because, you know, like you start where you start and maybe you'll end up liking the bigger books. That's been a big deal for us. We do this thing. We don't do Elf on a Shelf. We do Brook with a Book where for the 12 days before Christmas, uh, this stone crow brings my kids a book every day. Wow. And uh, wow, boy, that, that gotten more expensive. Like they were four and it cost me like 10 bucks and now it is, it is a whole thing. <laughs> Well, also yeah. your book itself, like taking Minecraft out of it for a second, let me just read the description from the publisher because I think this is the kind of book that parents want their kids reading. So Mal, a fearless girl, needs adventure and her friends are right there with her. Lena, a dreamer whose family underestimates her every day, talk and chug. Brothers who love to build stuff and smash stuff. They're best friends and in a town whose grownups value safety over bravery and fitting in over standing out. They're the bad apples. Like, what a great story mm -hmm. idea that just happens to be set in the Minecraft world. Thanks. <laughs> when they asked me to pitch this, I was thinking about those kind of 80s kids kind of gang movies like The Goonies mm. and Stand By Me and then like Stranger Things, which feels like a throwback to that. But that feeling of, you know, a group of kids who are really good friends who go on adventures where their adults are not aware of it at all. Which is my, like, my heart is with that genre, by the way. That's like every Stephen King, right? Well, he wrote Stand yeah. By Me, but also it was inspired by that. Like, I love those stories and I wish we had more of those like the kids go on an adventure without adults. <laughs> yeah, so that's the idea of this whole, so I wrote this book. They liked it so much, they bought two more. So it'll be a series of oh, three. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm editing book two right now. What, how long does that take? Like, when is that supposed to be out? Or does uh, that depend when you finish it? I mean, it'll be next year. Oh no, it's finished. I'm just, I'm doing, you know, like little nitpicky edits. You know, I can't have the same word in the same paragraph. It'll be out next year. That's, well, that's amazing. Exciting. Everyone has something to look forward to now. They've got, you know, the first Minecraft mob squad, and then they've got two more to look forward to. So Delilah, I know that you talked a little bit about, actually, that's not even true. You talked a lot <laughs> about Legos and cosplay and ways that kids can really connect with the culture of Minecraft beyond the game. And I know that so many parents come to us and they're like, okay, especially with tweens and teens, we were talking about this before the show, right? It can be challenging to engage with. And if you know that they love Minecraft and you're looking for an entry point, this could be it. But what are your suggestions on how to get started? So it's not like, I'm going to go open my own account on Minecraft children and I'm going to play with you like what are some other things that parents could do? You know, I'm thinking you mentioned like you like to watch YouTubers. Like, is that a good place for parents to start? Like, what can parents do to get involved? You know, so it's not intrusive, but it really yeah. is like, hey, I'm interested in what you're interested in. Um, I mean, reading the book is a great place to start. It is written as a book that stands like if you have never played Minecraft before, you will have no problem understanding the book. It is a story that happens in that world, but it's still a story about four very different friends. You know, one of them is neurodivergent and and they are all very different kids, I think, that parents will recognize in themselves and in their own kids. So reading the book is a great place, and it's written for adults to be able to enjoy it all as well. 
But, you know, for us, just me saying to my kids, you know, hey, show me what you're building, show me what you're doing. Once they realized I had an interest, they were real excited to show me everything in their worlds. Uh, if you are a person who gets motion sick and you've never played Minecraft before, <laughs> that would be take me. Dramamine first. If I'm just watching my kids play and they're showing me their whole world, I will get motion sick. Me too. Oh, I'm so, so glad yeah. I'm not the only one. Take a non drowsy Dramamine. <laughs> okay. Look, pro tip. <laughs> I um, had no idea. I, th- I literally <laughs> thought it was just me. I'm not kidding. Nope, nope, it happens. But I tell you what really drew me in was my daughter got into the Dream SMP, which is the Minecraft YouTubers. But the story was really compelling. And as you know, an artist, I'm watching this going, these 18, 20 year old boys have created this new art form where they are using their characters to tell a story in the Minecraft world. And like, I looked forward to it every day, watching it with my daughter who was into it. She was, you know, 13, 14 at the time. Whatever you and your kid have in common that you enjoy, you can find a way to enjoy it together. If you're an adult who likes Lego, try the Legos. If you're an adult who likes the books, try the books. If you're going on a long trip, buy the audiobook, and that'll entertain everybody. If you're baking, I think there's even Minecraft cookbooks. Uh, my daughter and I baked a Minecraft pumpkin cake together one day. But that's the great thing about Minecraft. Whatever you're into, there is an intersection between you and your kid in Minecraft. And if there's not, then just say, show me what you're doing. And they're usually just completely overjoyed by that. This is true. I will just say there will be an intersection between me and my 14-year-old because this is the first bond where Dream SMP has come up and she will actually be interested in listening to it with me, Delilah. And my my daughter's TikTok is all cosplay. So she was cosplaying all these characters. And as I watched it with her and got to know the characters, I understood her cosplay better. and could be like, oh my God, like that's the perfect Philza happening. And it was really like a cool bonding experience. I I love love that. And listen, for those of you with little kids, you know, we always say don't fear the teen years. Mm -hmm. It really keeps getting better. Like I love the opportunity to do things with my kids that I enjoy too. And I'm so glad that you're doing this book to encourage kids to read through something they already love and something that we can connect with them around as well. And if your kids aren't reading at this level yet, the audiobook is like an audio drama. It's got different people reading each chapter. Oh, the chapters are in different names. So it's not going to be like, you know, and then they cross the river. Like it's super <laughs> very hype actors with sound effects getting into oh, it. Oh, oh my gosh. This is such a great holiday gift. Minecraft Mob Squad. You can find it anywhere you get your books. Remember, we tell every one. If it's not at your local bookstore, request it. Request it, request it. This is so great. Great for the holidays. Delilah, you are on Twitter and Instagram. I think you win the prize for the most consistent branding of anyone we've had on the show. I'm very lazy. You are just... (laughs) You're Delilah S. Dawson on Twitter, Instagram. That's also your website. And of course, you can find Minecraft Mob Squad everywhere. And you're going to stick around for Cool Picks of the Week, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Woohoo. We will get right to that after this. This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Kids B TV, which is a surprising, fun, and safe app designed for kids up to seven years old that stimulates learning, promotes diversity, and brings families together. All the content on Kids B TV is selected by teachers and other specialists and filtered by age to make things easier for parents. Kids B TV has lots of kids' favorite songs, learning videos, activities, and popular shows like Pink Fong, Sunny Bunnies, Lottie Dotty Chicken, Molong, and more. Plus, with the holidays around the corner, they've put together some super cool holiday playlists that your kids will love. Just go to kidsbtv.com. That's kids, B-B-E-E, like the bumblebee, tv.com to start your free trial or search Kids B-TV at your favorite app store. That's kids, B-B-E-E, tv.com to start your free trial or search Kids B-TV wherever you get your apps. All right. Well, now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week. 
cool picks of the week. And Delilah, you're our guest. You get to go first. No pressure. Like after, you know, spending years with us picking cool things. (laughs) (laughs) I can pitch some baby booties to you right now. Um, No, yeah, I even brought mine with me. I'm holding it up. No one can see it. So I can't eat gluten anymore. Um, I have an autoimmune disease and it's very bad if I eat gluten, but I've started Olympic lifting. I do mountain biking and I travel. So I have this kind of lifesaver, which is my favorite protein bar I have ever had. And the company is called Bear Bells, B-A-R-E-E-L-L-S. They're protein bars with 20 grams of protein and no added sugar. There is milk and soy in them, but no wheat, no gluten. Bear Bells, like barbells? Yes, but with an E in there, barbells. Oh my gosh, that's clever. I love, it's like eating a three musketeers. Like normally, I guess because they usually put so much grain in them, they feel like a granola bar or something, but these things just taste like eating a three musketeers. So like I can never find a gluten-free breakfast at the airport. So I take with barbells. I eat one before I lift. They are a lifesaver. Like at Disney, I was at Disney World over the weekend. Like if I can't find food in time, I eat one of these. So yeah, it's like my fill-in lifesaver with 20 grams of protein. Okay. I'm getting it. I just wrote it down because I never go anywhere as Kristen knows without a protein bar because my blood sugar tanks and I'm like, most eat now. So this is yep. right up my alley. I get mine at Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. excellent. Well, any excuse to go to Trader Joe's is good by me. <laughs> so my cool pick. So Kristen, yes. you know, I just shared some like awesome deals on Nordstrom, right? I know. I'm looking at your pick right now because I'm very curious. Yes. And one of the things I talked about was a bra. And of course, that led to some discussion about like, who wears bras? Nobody likes bras anymore. Pandemic. We're getting rid of bras forever. So I was just introduced to this new product. It's a racerback tank from a company called Shebird, woman-owned company. It's like a tank top with a built-in bra. Now, you would normally think that that would be like a kind of sports hold-you-in kind of thing. It's not. It's yeah. so good. Really? They sent me a sample. I want to live in it. What? I know. Listen, okay. you guys, I am a double D on the small boob days. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some days are bigger than others. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm so yes. excited. I'm getting and, it. And I'm it actually it. gives you support and some lift. And like anytime you have a camisole with a built-in shelf bra, it's like, eh, not really like for outside consumption. This is really good. And because of the fabric and the way it kind of hangs on you, it really just looks like a beautiful tank top. It doesn't look like something for the gym. Okay. And they have dresses too. So that's I my was next looking. thing. Okay. I know. So Shebird, tell me about the sizing because the size chart is like one through nine. It is a little all over the place. Okay. So I brought mine here just so I could look at it and tell you because yeah. like they sent me exactly the right size and I want to look and like see so I can tell you. Okay. So mine is a size four. Okay. And so I am normally, well, I mean, there's a whole find my size chart on here. Yeah, I'm looking I at it. I have like about 36 double D, 34 double D boobs. And I'm like kind of smallish on top. You know, I don't know. I'm usually like a four to six on tops and and I'm a four in this. It fits perfectly. So I think that their sizing chart's really good, but I want the dress because I'm one of those people. I can't go out in a sleeveless dress without a bra. You know, like when you go to a store and they're like, oh no, it looks great. I'm like, yeah, with my boobs down at my belly button. (laughs) Well, these halter tops are adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're all looking at them. We're all shopping at Shebird right now. I'm super into it. So thank you to Shebird for sending me one. I really was skeptical. I was like, eh. and it's yeah. like my favorite thing and I never want to take it off. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm down or, or should I say I'm up? <laughs> <laughs> 
I still remember, Kristen, one of the best headlines you wrote, like in our first year doing the site was some kind of nursing bra. And the headline was lifting them up where they belong. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Whenever I can adapt an 80s. Is that an 80s? That's an 80s. Officer and a gentleman. Then I will. I will do it. Okay. well, my cool pick of the week, also something you wear. I sent this out in an email. So if you're getting our emails, then you already saw this. If you're not, you should sign up. We're doing a weekly cool picks of the week email to our Cool Mom Picks subscribers. So you can sign up on our site. It's just cool mompicks.com slash subscribe, but they're Laban shop socks. It's L E B O N S H O P P E. Cause it's fancy. And they're like, how do I describe them? Little kind of like old timey tube socks, but they've got fun stripes and they're so well-made. Like I have had these socks now for like, I don't know, two years. Like, oh, they're like maybe what? Like 12, 15, $17. So like if you're used to spending like $3 or $2 on socks, you're going to be like, what? They last. They're adorable. They stay up. My teenagers are stealing them. And you know what? I love them so much that I'm actually really careful with them in the wash. <laughs> wow. I'm like, well, they're cute. They're like that 70s sports look with the yes. space across the yes. dress. And it's really hard to find those. And not everybody wants like, you know, cats or flying cheeseburgers or whatever on their socks these days. So I saw these and I wrote to you right away. I was like, these are cute. <laughs> yeah. Le Bon Shop. Le Bon Shoppy. Le Bon Shop. So if you look (laughs) under socks, apparently we're just shopping while we're talking and they're so fun. I have the sort of thicker ones that the varsity socks are the ones that I prefer. And in fact, I'm looking now, I have the girlfriend socks, which are kind of shorter, but I totally want the grandpa varsity socks. Like those are a lot longer and taller. I know what I want for Christmas. I love this special extended cool picks of the week segment because clearly we're all very excited about shopping at Christmas. Also, and Delilah is like very familiar with the picks part of Cool Mom Picks. So we had to do an extended version. But keep in mind, we have a website. If you weren't familiar, because we haven't said it 14 times on this show, we'll link everything up. Delilah's book, her cool pick of the week, our cool picks of the week. You'll find everything over at coolmompicks.com. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Spawned. Huge thanks to our guest, Delilah Dawson, and our awesome engineer, John Bowen. If you've got a moment and you can leave us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate your time. You can leave us a review. You can rate us. You can do all the things. Subscribe and download. It really does help other listeners like you find us. And of course, we're super, super grateful for that. And you can also join us on the socials. We love chatting with all of you. We are in the Spawned podcast community on Facebook, where we chat about the show topics and pretty much anything else you'd like to talk about. Of course, we have cool mom picks on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Pinterest. And we also have very consistent branding at cool mom picks. You will find us. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Liz. And this is Kristen. Have a great day. Bye.